It's Kyle for Digital Critical Gaming. A couple of things on the podcast today. It's our first podcast ever. Oh my god, what the hell are we Yay! doing? And then a quick rundown. We're going to talk about player agency. Is the player is the character you actually play yours or is it the games? Hmm. Also, what is an MMO? We talk, you listen, and decide for us. And with that, I am Kyle Sinzen Matir, your illustrious editor-in-chief of Digital Critical Gaming, your number one blog on the internet for all things gaming-related, not just PCs, not just consoles, we talk about it all. Anyone play Settlers of Catan recently? I haven't, but I wish I did. I'm also joined with Dan Bailey. Hello. Mike uh, Wyeth. And Corey <laughs> Andrews. Hi there, everyone. <laughs> so, a little bit about myself. Uh, I've been playing games since, oh, I don't know, like five years old. Um, I've had almost every console, everything from a 2600 all the way up to a uh, Neo Geo at one point. I didn't own it, but I played with it for a couple of weeks. It was kind of fun. Um, I am a big PC gamer, uh, but I do own consoles. I have a 360 and a PS3. Um, so I play pretty much anything out there. Everything from small indies all the way up to AAA epics. Dan, what about you? Oh, God, me? Ah, right. Um, well, I started gaming with... Wolfenstein 3D, which was awesome, and pretty much, yeah, PC gaming from there, all the way up till, uh, yeah, PlayStation era, really, then, yep, switched to consoles for a bit, and then back to PC after that, so, yeah, lots of old PC games, middling console games, and now, what we play now. Excellent, so a little bit of everything. Mr. Mike, what about you? <laughs> well, I've uh, started with Pong. Graduated <laughs> from Pong to uh, lots of different uh, uh, different systems, starting with, uh, was it, Atari 2600. Yep, that was the first the, one. Yep, the Nintendo, the old Nintendo, NES. Then I even played a... Uh, let's see, I played... Uh, a lot of the consoles all the way up to Genesis and then I jumped to PC and we was playing all kinds of uh, different uh, MMOs, EverQuest, DAOC, WoW, Guild Wars 2, Star Wars, um, you name it and I've played lots of various games incredibly in including a whole bunch on Steam I haven't even touched. So. <laughs> Sounds like me. Yeah, so pretty much over the board, just about everything. Everything from sim-type games to uh, strategy to MMOs. Uh, I even like a little COD and uh, Battlefield 3. I'm not too keen on 4. Yeah, I don't blame you. And that's about it. Cool. How about yourself, Mr. Andrews? Um, I am Corey Andrews, as you can tell there. Um my uh, my handle is Star Raider, and I'm uh, pretty much a PC gamer. Um, I solely play the Xbox. I'm very loyal to my Xbox. 
Um, but yeah, mostly PC gaming. Filthy console peasant. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, we're actually just trying to set up Twitch here, so uh, hopefully you guys can. Well, I guess the guys that are I'm chatting with here can get a chance to see that. And uh, and yeah, I'll be talking a little bit about Destiny later. Uh, games I mostly play on the computer. Uh, World of Warcraft. That tends to be the the main one. A little bit of Star Wars. Seems like everyone uh, plays well. Planet Side is uh, another one, but uh, yeah, those are my three core games. And on the Xbox, pretty much Destiny and Call of Duty. Awesome. Uh, speaking of Destiny, why don't we head right into that? Um, Destiny is trying, or at least Bungie, who makes Destiny, is avoiding the term MMO like the plague. They don't want to be associated with being an MMO. So that brings up the question to you guys, what is an MMO? To me, it's something that has a persistent world. Something that when I quit out of the match and everybody logs out, the world is still there for someone to log into, and it's still the way we, we left it. Like in, for instance, Planetside 2, um, the battle lines are constantly changing. It's not like in Battlefield 4 where you play on the one map for that round, and after the round's over, you, you get your skill points and everything for your different weapons that, that you can earn in the game. But you go onto a different map or you replay the same map, but it's still a static thing. There's no persistence to it. Well, yeah, I mean, I. It's a bit of a difficult one because according to that, Neverwinter Nights, let's say, would be an MMO. And I really wouldn't say. I mean, it had persistent worlds out there as part of the modding scene, but I don't really count that as an MMO but I think with Destiny and I mean Borderlands really popularized it but what we're seeing is the rise of the minorly multiplayer online game which mm -hmm. is another breed unto itself I think Why do you think that Neverwinter isn't an MMO even though it had a, some persistences with because mods? It, to me anyway it was like I played that game for years and it was I never went on the multiplayer scene at all it was a single player game to me but the mm -hmm. tools were all there for it to exist it was like as a, a side it had an MMO which people just made for themselves alright what do you think Corey? um well you know I guess your definition of MMO is can be kind of it's almost like Guild Wars we're, we're playing right now and I'm finding that you have characters in a common area and then you kind of take a ship and you go you take your personal ship and you go to a planet and it seems kind of instance based where you're doing your own campaign and you're doing your own story but at the same time you're kind of doing it with people so there's people helping you until you get to a certain point and then once you get in there you're kind of doing it by yourself unless you find a group and, and group up with them so you know it really feels like an MMO to a degree, but at mm -hmm. the same time it's more console-based MMO, so maybe there's a new generation or a new term of, of MMO coming out that we might see. And that's maybe why Destiny is coming away from it, is because when we play Destiny, we're, we're playing it more of a console game, but still online and still massive, and I don't know, they're probably breaking records right now with how many they just sold. 
but <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Um, it, it's still an on. It, it's a very much an online game. Right on. What do you think, Mike? Well, that's a very good question, and I have a mixed thought on it as well. MMO, obviously, we would think of EverQuest, Dark Ages of Camelot, uh, WoW, Guild Wars 2, because the, they the classics, if you will. Yeah, they they deem themselves one. And uh, but when you come down to it, could Battlefield be an MMO? Well, how I think of an MMO is you got to build your characters, you have inventory, you have skills, uh, true skills for Star Wars. Um, crafting for a lot of the other games, so that's a very good question. Um, what does what does uh, concentrate or allow you to have the title MMO? If they're staying away from it, I looked at it to see. And of course, I haven't played it, but I I looked at it today just to see if it could be um, an MMO, uh, even though they're saying it's not. And it does hit a lot of the criteria I would have in my mind. You know, you play online with lots of people. Uh, is that correct, Destiny? You play with other people? Yeah, well, we're. I'm in a main city right now, and there's a whole bunch of people. There's vendors where you pick yeah. up your armor, you select your weapons, you select your gear, you, you upgrade it, you go to different places. You get armor as you play in the worlds. Sometimes you kill an enemy, you, you replace your ammo. It's These are all the things that would make a... Um, an, a traditional PC MMO, except for the fact that you don't, well, I don't see yet that you're picking, picking your skills. That seems to be a critical point in an MMO. I'm not sure if that's something I'll get to in later levels, right. but... I heard something about skills and stuff about Destiny, so I think they are in there somewhere, but uh, it's just not as defined as, let's say, in Borderlands, where you can make completely different characters by going down the different trees. I think they're pretty similar in... Uh, Destiny. I could in, be completely wrong. In, in terms of playstyle, from what I've seen, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it felt a lot like a Borderlands. But that brings up a point in Planet Side Two. There's no skill tree. Sure, is there's it, different well, there weapons. Kinda is, there kinda it? is with the different weapons that you yeah. can unlock and the different attachments. But a lot of those weapons and be. attachments can carry over from one hmm. class to another. Like, both the Engineer and the Light Assault use carbines. If you unlock carbines with attachments, you can switch in between those two archetypes, if you will. I don't necessarily want to confuse them with calling them a class. I would definitely agree that um, the whole weapons and uh, attachment system is very similar to how an MMO works. I mean, I've been saying Call of Duty, essentially, is a RPG for ages because it uses that... Um, level up and getting gear mm -hmm. system. Oh, I have to prestige prestige these shotguns. <laughs> yep. That's, That's a is... very question, though. Is Planet Side Two an MMO? They deem themselves as one, but it's more like a battlefield. But there is a persistent universe going on. So that is a very good question. Don't have an answer. I I, I, I would ahead. argue. The moment a game becomes an MMO is when someone is an asshole to you and you just want them to go away. But <laughs> why are these people in my MMO? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, maybe it's. Got... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. At uh, the moment, I got repeatedly run over by the same guy in Planet Side Two. It became an MMO to me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, roadkill kind of sucks. <laughs> Have we crossed the line? Have we got to the point where we feel that uh, MMOs and regular flat? Uh, I, I think the FPS, definition is, is muddling a bit. Kind of blurred. Yes, I think so. I think our definition of MMO needs needs to evolve in a sense. I think that there's a lot of things going on that makes a game feel like an MMO, but doesn't necessarily fit with the definition. To me, if something feels like an MMO, I'm going to call it an MMO. I agree with that. It's difficult, though, because, like, is Diablo 2 an MMO if Destiny is an MMO? Well, Diablo 3 is more, I find, a third-person view. You're not... Well, I guess... Uh, um, no, uh, no, Side, you're in a first-person view, but Diablo, you're in a third-person view overlooking your character as you play in a massive multiplayer online experience. Well, no, maybe not even a massive multiplayer online experience. <laughs> Minorly. Yeah, it's, it, it's not really <laughs> massive because you're not in a city. You're not surrounded by hundreds, exactly, thousands yeah. of other players all going LFG, but it's still a online role-playing game that does have a party system, it does have so friends list, it does have crafting. Based? You know, it, it might not necessarily be massively multiplayer, but it's still multiplayer. Well, one thing with MMOs in the past, like EverQuest and whatnot, you could not play it on your home system without the internet. But Diablo, can you? I know the older ones you could. Diablo 3, I'm not so sure. I believe there is an offline mode. You have to okay. jump through well, some hoops. Yeah. I guess that's where the line would be crossed. But then again, like you said, the lines are kind of blurred now. Mm-hmm. Well, I just sent you guys the link to the live stream. If you want to take a look, you can see where in... I guess this is, sorry, kind of leading off topic from... <laughs> we have topics? <laughs> um, but it just gives you an idea of what it... This is very much like Battlefield. We're, we're literally playing Battlefield, except for the fact that you'll see other players running around, and it's like World of Warcraft, where you're kind of playing by yourself. Instead of using a staff and, and casting a spell, you're using a, a gun and and destroying enemies, but you're still able to interact with players in the same environment at the exact same time. Yeah, it's kind of like a Borderlands in that sense, if Borderlands had player hubs. Yeah, pretty much. And, and player hubs, in this case, would be visit the, the city, that the main city. Right. So similar to Guild Wars 1, which I think had, like, yeah, that would the be main the best town example. being a yeah. Hub, and then you'd go off to your own instances to do the missions in between. Now, do you call Guild Wars 1 an MMORPG? I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, Guild Wars 1 definitely was. So, but yeah, it's pretty much the exact same thing, except it's a more first-person shooter game. Except they do actually have a, um, a spell-based character, which is a warlock. Mm-hmm. I've yeah, Warlock, I'm sold. Why, do, why don't I have this game yet? <laughs> when I was watching a stream earlier, someone was playing that, and it felt very much like a siren from Borderlands to me. 
I've actually never played Borderlands, so I can't really comment on it. Ooh, we need to, play we need to fix it's... that problem. We're watching you <laughs> snipe right now. <laughs> the graphics are pretty nice. I'm and you're playing on uh, Xbox One? Xbox One, yeah. Okay. I don't have an Xbox One. Don't either. I'm jealous. I have enough money right now to get one or the other, and I'm completely stuck on which one to get. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think we should get it for the 360 so we can all play it. Either that or the, the um, PS3, because I think all of us have access to one of those. I have to wrestle my son, but yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe we'll do that over, over the course of the next couple of weeks and we can divulge back into this and have a, a little bit more discussion about yeah. it. A little uh, further in guest, uh, in guest investigation, probably. Yeah, further research is required on this topic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like that kind of research. <laughs> Welcome well, to game a, journalism. If it's, a, if it's a chance to play the game, then excellent. Yep, yep. Uh, speaking of MMOs, I want to talk about player agency. Is the character that you're playing? the one that you've invested time in, is it your character? Or are you just paying a monthly sub, for those games that have subs, to rent the character from whatever developer it is? I think, and this is my personal opinion, uh, if I'm investing time and also money into a character... Like in Planet Side 2, I've spent real money getting some of the unlocks uh, just because I wanted the cooler weapons faster, like the minigun for the heavy assault on the Terran Republic. Who doesn't want a minigun? Miniguns are awesome. So to me, it's my character. I've put actual real cash into it. I'd also say the same thing for an EverQuest character when I used to play that religiously um, just the sheer amount of time and effort I put in into getting like the epic on my ranger hunting around underneath um, Kelethan, the tree city you oh, had that to was horrible. Yeah, you, there was <laughs> a placeholder mob and you'd have to farm that mob and then the rare would spawn and the rare would spawn around faster than a player character could run. And it would despawn after 30 seconds. Whether you killed him or not, whether you attacked him or not, he'd run a set path and then despawn in, I think it was 30 seconds. I spent weeks farming that one because I'd either miss it or I'd lag out and he'd disappear, you know, something along those lines. Well, I, I invested a week into one kill. One, one, not even a drop. It was a, a checkbox for the quest journal. To me, that that's my character because I invested all of that time and effort into it. So my question to you guys is, when does a character become, oh, it's just part of the game to, this is mine? Well, that's it's... kind of an interesting... An interesting thing, because, uh, well, okay, we're going back a few years when Star Wars Galaxies existed. Um, there was a big forum topic 
about people wanting a saved copy of their characters and they were literally sending in CDs to Sony Online Entertainment asking them I want a copy of my character this was when they were shutting down the servers and I found it really interesting that people were willing to send in their own CDs to get a copy of their character that they spent X amount of money on over what mm -hmm. I think it was 10 years that it existed about Galaxies um, that was like 03 that's about the time okay. I'm thinking it was, so anyway, yeah. they, they were sending in their own CDs because they wanted a copy of the character that they had spent all the time working on, and they wanted pretty much the stuff that they put into it. Mm -hmm. Even though they couldn't use it, they just wanted that data on the CD to say, this is my Star Wars character. There's a whole topic on the forums about it, probably long gone now, but it was interesting to, to read. I'm sure we could dig that up and, and read through it if if we had to. I'm sure there's a, a, a copy, a cached copy of it somewhere. Yeah, it's going to be an archive somewhere. What about your thoughts, Dan? I would say that the characters belong to us. The ones and zeros belong to them. It's like <laughs> they've got a character sheet which is just boiling us down to pure numbers on their side. I say those numbers are theirs, but what we do with those numbers are ours. It's, you know, it's like they have given us some clay and we sculpt what is essentially our unique thing out of this clay. Interesting. You know, my, my take, I guess I played EverQuest too long. It's <laughs> not ours. It's simply <laughs> ours. We're in their world now. Yes, we spend a lot of time and money, and we really enjoy ourselves, but we're buying the entertainment. We've had the entertainment. We don't get to keep the character. They won't let us sell them legally. <laughs> um, now, I said that, but now I'm reminding myself of DAOC. They allowed the first group, if you had CD to CD a certain time period, they were allowing you, because they screwed up on their EULA, <laughs> they, hmm. they, were, they were allowing you to sell your character. So I took this character, I spent three months, got all the epic stuff, and really had a lot of fun, Dark Ages of Camelot, but then I got bored. So I took this character that I spent uh, 120 bucks on with uh, monthly fees, and I sold it for 200 bucks. So I made a profit, and that was <laughs> yeah. really nice. And I didn't have any problem selling it because I was so used to EverQuest driving home in your head, it's not your character. <laughs> but we do get very emotionally attached to our characters. I mean, just look at Star Wars, how many people are spending real money to redress their character or buy furniture. Yes, I'm guilty of that as well. But... <laughs> I find it fun, but it's an entertainment value you're buying. You're not necessarily buying the character. It, it It's theirs, because you're right, it's numbers and zeros, but everybody, I'm sure, has a different perspective on that. That's just mine, and thanks to Sony, that's where it came from. <laughs> well, you know well, what? It's almost like when you go to an arcade. You pay 25 cents to play a game. You invest time into it at the end. You get nothing out of it, unfortunately. Maybe you get a token which you can go get a little Tootsie Roll, but <laughs> at the end of the game, you're, you're done. You've invested some money into it, and you've paid the developer the amount of time that they've taken to develop the game, and at the end, it kind of goes back to zero. Although you do invest a lot of time. 
my name is still at the top of the high score in the arcade machine <laughs> in the university uh, bar. So I, I think I own that. <laughs> yeah, until they pull the plug in the day that gets late. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Buying a plane ticket and going, going over and unplugging it now. Well, it, it does bring up a, an interesting point. You... You're you're basically renting the character, whether you like it or not. You're renting it. Pretty I much. agree with that. You're buying your entertainment value. Mm-hmm. Just like running a movie, you don't get to keep that movie. You have to it's buy like the movie, but then you can't copy it <laughs> and send right. it to your friends. Yeah, <laughs> when you buy a Blu-ray, you're not actually buying a physical copy of that movie. You're buying a license to view it whenever you choose to. Same with music and all that uh, going on. You can't buy music, and I can't send it to Dan for free. He or even get money from him because it's not really mine. Welcome to the digital age. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, that's kind of goes down right down that kind of thinking. The music industry pretty well <laughs> sued the crap out of people for that. You know what? Yep. You could even say the same thing about photography. When you do a, take a digital photo, well, I guess if someone were to take a digital photo, you're getting a copy, or you're you're not getting the physical photo that was taken, like when you get something from a Polaroid. Although that is I don't very know. true, because if you go do a actual photographer and get your pictures taken um not taken see I didn't say but you just anyway, did <laughs> oh I did oh. anyway if you, go, if you go to a photographer you don't have the right to copy those pictures and make more right because th at the bottom of the picture it'll say copyright whoever's studio yeah. copyright the wonderful thing they invented ugh I see I have a different view on it because you guys are all saying it's like film or, so, or a piece of music which you rent. I see it more as renting a house. Now two people can rent the same house and craft a completely different thing out of it. Like, yeah, one person can have an ordinary house, the other person can make it into disco land or something. It's just sort of it's up to us to craft it into something that is actually ours. Well, I well think let, let, let's go back on, on that thought, Dan. Okay, so I have my character, and we'll use a good example for this. Star Wars The Old Republic. There's mm -hmm. basically a single-player-ish campaign for your character class, and you make decisions, and the game remembers those decisions, and will bring those decisions up, and the, the, the story derives based on those. Um, now, you, you, you brought up a point of two people renting a house. Well, two people playing that one character making different decisions, that's kind of a little bit of a stretch for me for, this, for the sake of this argument, because what if I wanted to experience this version of the story and the other person who was playing that same character went off and did something else. Well then, 
that's just it is that although the character isn't yours the decisions you make with it are which are really that's the part which you can bring home as actually belonging to you because yeah the ones and zeros they they definitely don't they belong to them well okay. also oh, your decisions being recorded on their data sheet as well <laughs> the other side of it I was going to say, from a company perspective, I, I'm sure they're just sitting in their chairs watching you play, and they're like, all your characters are belong to us. So. <laughs> yes, probably. I don't even think they're thinking that. Now, Sony did, because they kept reminding you you're in their world. <laughs> yep. But uh, other game companies, and even Sony now, are just looking at dollar signs. How can I separate you from more cash? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's their business. They should do that. But they're also trying to make a very fun environment for you to want to come back. Mm-hmm. It's all part of the entertainment industry. Exactly. I, I think that's a great way of looking at it. Yeah, you might be investing time into this character, but it's still part of the entertainment industry. It's not your character. Like going to see a movie uh, at the movie theater... You don't get to take that home. Uh, you go and watch it and enjoy yourself and get really fat from all the popcorn. And yeah, you know, but you, know what? you don't get to keep it. You for get to keep movie, the fat. For a movie, if you could go into a theater, watch the movie, and at the end of the movie or at the end of the, the movie, if you really enjoyed it, having the option to purchase it right there would be awesome. And getting a physical copy and saying, I have this movie because I watched it and I enjoyed it. I think would be pretty beneficial for them, but at mm-hmm. the same time, having that gap between when they um, when they screen it and when it actually is released probably helps them produce more movies. I'm not too sure how that works, but well, I well, do know people have a tendency to see the same movie more than once, so that gets more people in the theaters. So I don't true. know, but I do like that idea, but I don't I don't know if they'll ever do it. Probably not. I think they've tried it back when DVDs were first coming out and they saw that it was cutting into the ticket sales or something like that. It's very vague from what I remember. Um, well, if I could buy a copy instead of going to a movie theater, there's very few movies I would rather see at the theater. So, yeah. I'll do it the moment Google Glasses become a thing and <laughs> everyone's watching the film with them on. <laughs> yeah. Google Glasses. <laughs> what about say a pen and paper Dungeons and Dragons or Settlers of Catan do you own that character I would say yes because you have your character sheet there saying this is my character but again, that's I would your say so on your paper whereas it's I still think on online stuff it is still your character in how you create it because those are your decisions going in but it's down on their paper and they can do what they want with that paper that's an interesting way of putting it so basically you're saying that if it's on my paper it's my character well I would say yeah you also have to think about though as soon as you put something of their their creation onto yours then you're taking their content and it's theirs. When you're taking something of your own and you're taking your own paper, your own utensils, your own things, and doing it separately, 
then it's yours, but as soon as you integrate something of theirs, then it's both of yours. Hmm. I think this is something that everyone needs to kind of make their own decisions on. Uh, yeah, you know, everyone's going to have their own opinion, and I think well, everyone's absolutely. opinion is valid. And uh, yeah, there's no it would wrong be answer to, to this. See what other people have uh, have in terms of opinions about that. Yep, yep. There's no wrong answer to this. It's purely a what you believe, and I think as long as you have some type of argument for your position, then you're good. If you just say, oh, it's mine because I played the game, I don't think that's a, a, a valid reason. No, no, Dan actually made a good point, and so did you with pen the paper. Is it yours more than it would be on a video game? So then you got to think, the people that roleplay, they'll take a character, say Star Wars, and we got a couple in our guild, women that they'll write these massive stories about these characters. They have a whole plan how this character is married to this character. So did that become theirs? Uh, I would say it's still zeros and numbers. Now when they put it to pen and paper, that story's theirs based off a of Bioware game. But then again, you know, that makes an argument. Is that story really Bioware's? Because it came from their story. That is copyrighted. So, uh, legally standing, probably not theirs, but in their mind, it definitely is there because they spent all the time and money, or well, time and just time and well, uh, time paper. Money yeah, well, true, but uh, they spent all that time offline making up their story and figuring it out <clears throat> and getting it the way they want, and even wrote writing wonderful little stories. If you guys get a chance, you should read them, but uh. And don't tell them I read, because I got rep to protect. Oh, crap, everybody's reading that. There, there it goes, Mike. You're oh, on public no, record I'm now. Sorry. I'm screwed. Yep, so screwed. <laughs> Ow, my wife's having trouble hearing me. Okay. Anyway, that's my thought. I mean, if you look at how people do the uh, role-playing, is it the same? It, you know, is it yours by then? I don't know. That's a good question. Yep, yep. Um, so I'd like to start to wrap this up with um, A, what have you been playing lately? And B, is there anything cool that you would recommend our listeners might uh, look into? For me, I've been playing a heck of a lot of Planetside 2 lately, and I've been loving the recent changes. I like the new Valkyrie. Um, I can't fly it worth a damn, but I can't fly in that game to begin with. <laughs> I don't think anyone can. There are a lot of people that well, can do some, some amazing things. I'm just not one of them. Um, and one of the things that I've been looking into a lot lately is uh, a company called Squarespace. They're the hosting provider that I'm going to go with for digital critical gaming. They let you rapidly deploy websites. They have a bunch of different templates they're all very beautiful. They're all highly customizable. They have a what-you-see-is-what-you-get editor, so it's really easy to go in there and muck around and, like, I want to move this picture over here. But they still have the console, so you can go in and you can hand-code in CSS and HTML and all that stuff if you want. Um, I believe they have a 14-day trial. 
So if you're looking to start a blog or a portfolio website or something like that, give them a look if you're if you're into that kind of thing. Cool, I'll go next. Um, recently, I have been playing Planetside 2, obviously. Um, yeah, I've also been playing all the old Bullfrog games because they're amazing. So, yeah, uh, any game by Bullfrog is good. So Talk to, to the GP's office, please. <laughs> yep. So many people's tongues getting cut off, and it's amazing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> in in case people are wondering, it's a Theme Hospital is the game in question I'm referencing. Oh, okay. It's a tongue-in-cheek hospital simulator. It's got a wonderful sense of humor. Highly recommend it if you haven't played it before. And the other thing I'm going to advise is roofs. I have been sleeping outside for a week, and it was terrible. Everyone gets a roof <laughs> It's great, it keeps you warm, stops rain from falling on you, and you don't get bitten to pieces. Well, I'll go next. I've been playing a lot of uh, Star Wars. Uh, uh, old, the Old Republic, mm -hmm. or whatever this is called. SOTOR. Anyway, uh, they released something new that probably everybody here in this knows, Conquest, and I've strangely had a lot of fun doing it. Um, I started just helping the guild get started, but then I just got hooked, and now I'm reorganizing my digital house that I don't own, but it's still fun. <laughs> and I'm also trying to squeeze in plant side because I really like that game. That's yeah. a lot of fun. That I tried the Valkyrie. Fun. I crashed it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I tried it again. Crashed it again. This time I took somebody with me. Poor guy that <laughs> jumped in. Sorry for your death. But uh, it's, a, it's a really fun game. Uh, but I've been hooked on Star Wars again. It's kind of cool. Can you um, just give us a brief overview of what conquests are? Just for those guys that haven't played sure. the game that might be listening in. Well, it's something new that they came out with. I believe it was 2.9. And uh, what it does is guild ships came out as well. Uh, you t get your guild ship. You take it to a planet uh, of different choices. This time it's five planets. Sometimes it's three. You pick which one you want. You invade it. Yeah, it's a little button that says invade. So you invade it. And then... Uh, It'll give you different things to do um, to earn points. Last week was crafting. This week is a lot of PvP and um, uh, some questing on the planets, which is a lot of fun. Even though it's old content, you're really over level for a lot of those quests. <laughs> it just seems a lot of fun, and it is bringing the community together, which it was I didn't think of because I got guildies. Well, guildmasters, because I'm the guildmaster, one of the guildmasters of this guild, they're coming over and asking me, hey, man, you guys were real close. We were neck and neck, and I just having some fun banter, very, very polite, and it's a lot of fun, and we're getting to know these other guilds. So that's kind of cool how that's working. But you basically compete. There's a 1 to 10. The top one gets us more prizes. Everybody in the top 10 will get a prize for every character that you achieved your weeklies on. So it's it's a lot of fun, and, and you, once you get all these points, then you, uh, then, then you uh, get a win. You win when it's over. It's over on usually Sunday nights. 
I, or is it? It's actually closer to <laughs> Monday morning by the time I think this pastime was eight o'clock. It's very definitely Monday morning for me, so <laughs> let's just go with that. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> when it's over, you're locked in, and then you get your rewards, and of course, you get bragging rights. Hey, yeah, we are six. <laughs> but but uh, now there's another guild out there that's been talking to me, and we've been having a lot of fun going back and forth, and uh, hopefully, it's kind of cool. Uh, that's not a, something I expected. If you don't mind me asking, which guild is the one that we're having that this fun old banter going around with saying, how oh, we knocked you out, and then they come back, knock yeah, sure. us out, and all that kind of Af stuff? It Aftermath. Aftermath, and that's on the Shadowlands server. Shadowlands servers. They're, they've been a really awesome guild. They've been talking to us. The first uh, week, we they were in fifth place, and the last few seconds, we knocked them out. <laughs> Aww. Knocked them this knocked them to six and we were just playing having a good time we weren't really trying to do anything particular but uh <laughs> we were just tickled to pink being the top 10 because we're a rather small guild compared to some of them well they are too and right now the last i checked they were number one on the <clears throat> we're going at it again we're on the same world <laughs> and uh, they're number one we were number fourth but that was several hours ago i'd be interested to see where we're at now that's what's happened in, in those couple of hours and i've been but, helpfully playing on completely the opposite side yes he's everyone. been helping so much uh, <laughs> getting tongues removed or something whatever you said you're doing <laughs> ouch ew Theme Hospital. That does sound fun, though. Not it, the it, that, oh, Theme Hospital's a classic. That's great fun. What about you, Mr. Raider? Uh, well, you know what? Destiny is actually a lot of fun. Um, I think it kind of appeals to a little bit of everyone. It has some sci-fi. It has some first-person shooter. Some zombies in it, which, well, they were really creepy zombies. Um, in a very nice dark-lit room with that nice horror music and a Playing in a dark room environment, it's just nice and creepy. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a brand new game, so it's a little bit more expensive. So if you want to spend spend the money, it's a worthwhile investment. Um, I think being a unofficial MMO will give us lots of lots of entertainment hours, if you want to call it that. Um, but otherwise, I've been playing World of Warcraft and Star Wars, just as uh, you guys have, and I'm I've perfectly fine sticking with those games right now um there's been some not so good things happening with uh wildstar so i've been avoiding that game for a little bit and we'll see uh how the developers play out with that but you know what i'm happy playing with some old games right now did wildstar give you a headache when you you know what no it, it didn't did give me, me a, <laughs> it might be the only one am i just old <laughs> <laughs> there's actually one player on wildstar who grinded up a couple 50s and somehow I, I won't name names but his characters don't exist anymore and we're trying to figure out how that happened so anyway Ooh. they haven't responded to Ouch. his requests it's been over a couple months now so we're not sure what's going on he's invested a lot of time a lot of money into the game especially when you have quite a few of those characters that have now disappeared um, I think that brings up the whole beginning question again of who who owns <laughs> that character yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah you know what Wildstar is on hold I think we're going to stick with Wild Planet side and Star Wars for now and obviously we're having a lot of fun with Destiny right now so excellent right. well 
Personally, I'd like to thank you guys for joining us for our inaugural podcast. We're going to try to shoot to put these out twice a month, give or take. Obviously, if something big happens, we'll try to get a special edition out for people. But, like I said, thank you guys for joining me on this. Thank you guys, our listeners. If you have any comments, it's digitalcriticalgaming at gmail.com. I check that one every day. And um, uh, I'm going to put something out there. I want to see lots of pictures of all your unique character creations. So send in some pictures of your your awesome characters from yeah. any game it is, console or um, uh, PC. Let's see your characters. Let's see some of the things you guys have created. I think that would be pretty awesome yeah. to see myself. Um, we can put up a gallery section and... If people submit fan art and all of that kind of stuff, then we can definitely curate some of the, some of them up there and put them up there. Um, I have a brother who's a professional illustrator, so even if you potentially... I haven't talked to him about this. If you want some critiques on your work, I might be able to swing that as well on, on some of them. Um, so once again, that's digitalcriticalgaming at gmail.com. Thanks, guys! Yay! Yay! Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. You've been listening to Digital Critical Gaming, your podcast for the next gaming generation.